thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco. It's 6 p.m., guys. Hot. Clap! Start clapping for comedy. Daylight comedy. This is great. My name is Ethan. Pam Benjamin, Phil and Albers for tonight. So uh, refer to me as such. Uh, round of applause for Trina in the booth on the ones and twos. Round of applause for Aldo right there, always being the best dog ever. And round of applause for these latecomers. Minus a minute, minus a minute, minus. I'm fucking with all you guys. Have a seat, though. All right. Hello. Don't stop. You don't need to clap. You're making it weird. Cole, you're making it weird. How's Friday? How's everybody Friday? You guys are going okay? We're doing good? Aldo, that's good. I, uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking about not doing comedy up front, just bringing some comedians up, but I know that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to, you're supposed to get the energy hot. Get it red hot. Red hot. How do I get it red hot? What is your name, sir? Hi, Chris. Are you feeling red hot on this Friday afternoon? No? Tim, are you feeling red hot? Yeah. Let me ask you again, Chris. Are you feeling red hot? Thank you. Chris is feeling red hot, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm going to get excited. Oh, I got to kill more. That's right. The first comic went to go grab a beer. Uh, does everybody know, uh, have you guys heard of a guy named Fidel Castro? You guys have heard of Fidel Castro before? All right. Who? Chris, nobody likes smart Alex. All right. Uh, you guys know that the, you guys know about assassination attempts on Fidel Castro? You guys know about this? He did. He did write Buffalo Soldier, exactly. Great song. Red Hot, Red Cop. So you guys like communism is the question. I'm. Round of applause for communism. Why aren't you clapping in the corner? You got, a, you got something, Adam, against communism? Minus a minute. 
I'm joking. All right. Uh, your first comedian up uh, is a very, uh, very handsome fella. Uh, plays clubs and colleges everywhere. Everywhere, it turns out. Spencer Latham, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Clubs and colleges. Yes, yes. Um, is this okay? We can hear this. This, yeah, yeah. I need to hear my own voice. Um, it's important. I am half uh, Indian and I'm half white, so I look Mexican. Um, it's in. I don't really experience racism as much as I experience expectations. Um, so for example, like I go on dates, uh, with lots of white women because it's easy. And whenever they find out, no offense, whenever they find out that, uh, that I'm, I'm half Indian, they always say something like really intelligent and thoughtful, like, oh my God, I love Indian food. Or like, I bet you're a great dancer, and I want an elephant in my wedding. It's like, whoa! We went from fucking chicken curry to elephant really quick. I just, like, first, also, like, every Indian dude doesn't have, like, elephant money just lying around. You know, I don't have, like, a guy I can call, like, hey, yeah, no, I'm marrying a white one. Yeah, I'm going to need the elephant half off. Thanks, dude. I do a lot of, um, I go to Trader Joe's uh, a lot because, like, I'm half white. And whenever, like, Trader Joe's is, um, it's a grocery store that sells, like, adult TV dinners <laughs> and fruit that'll be ripe next season. It's... <laughs> And like I, I'm always listening to hip hop whenever I go to Trader Joe's because it makes not talking to people a lot easier. And I'm always listening to like really hardcore hip hop, and and I'm always doing like the softest thing, and the music never matches up with the reality. And so like I'll be like I'll be I'll be there, and it's just like life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. And then I'm like asking the guy like. Hey, do you have any like ripe avocados? Cause this is well, <laughs> or it'd be like times is rough and tough like leather, and I'm just like, oh, there's chicory in this free coffee. This is wonderful. I didn't realize it was winter already. This is this is great. I I like I also like going to Trader Joe's because um, it makes me feel better about being single. Because uh, you just watch like couples shop and I don't nothing is like kept me from being in a relationship like going to Trader Joe's just seeing like two because like a couple at Trader Joe's or that's just like two single people that are pretending to be in love to save money on rent <laughs> and it's like watching them bicker over like which bag of mixed nuts is in their budget mm. it's wonderful I don't know I'm trying to be more positive, but I hate like, so many things. So it makes that hard. Like I work at a restaurant and after you work at a restaurant for a couple of years, you really just start to hate like everybody. Like you just, everything that anyone could ever ask you, you get, so, cause people ask really stupid, stupid questions. 
Um, for example, someone will I'll go to the table and they'll be like, hey, um, so what's your restaurant's like concept? I just want to be like, our concept is you don't cook the fucking food. That's our concept. Or you get, people are like, hey, I've noticed you have a menu of things that your kitchen is making. Here's what I was thinking. What if instead I just take different items from everything on the menu and put it together on my own plate? Here's what I was thinking. Why don't you grab that steak knife and stab me in the fucking neck because that would be better than having to deal with this. So that's my mindset when I leave work. And then I get to run into... Uh, uh, this person who I don't like, uh, he's a canvasser outside of my job. Um, so, like, I'm already there, and then this per a canvasser is like a person with like a clipboard and a cause, and they have like half a city college degree. And they're like, I'm going to make the world better. So, he's asking me for money at the worst possible time. And I, I don't like this person because he's this like tall white dude with dreads. Strike number one. Um, he has a hemp necklace. Like, we get it. You like weed. And then. He has the audacity to have a musical note tattooed on his neck. You know, like, yeah, what an artist. I just, and it's like, dude, first of all, like, the only way a person with a neck tattoo is going to have me give them money is if they're holding a gun. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I don't trust your judgment, dude. Why don't you lie to me and tell me that you're going to use this money for the children to get rid of that fucking neck tattoo? I will gladly donate... Um, to that cause. So yeah, guys, don't give to charity. I've been Spencer Latham. Thank you. Oh my God, that was a great public service announcement. Don't give to charity. It's bullshit, guys. Charity's bullshit. Don't. Society needs to fix it. We having fun? Yeah. We have fun. One more time. We having fun? Yeah. Oh man, I'm having fun. I'm excited for your next comic. Uh, Good friend of mine. I'll, I'll, not a, well, yeah. I, everybody's going to be good friends. That's how I'm going to bring everybody up. <laughs> Except for you, Adam, because your views on communism. But uh, <laughs> next guy on stage, really funny guys. Make it loud for Jason Bumforth. Oh, thank you, Ethan. Um, Pam replacement Albers. Yeah, I remembered. I did it. Um, I've been having a good week, guys. I'm not going to lie. Things have been coming up kind of millhouse lately. Um, I got a new job. I, I, got the jo I got the job today. I, I got a, yeah, I got a job doing the exact same job I just stopped doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it pays better, so there's that. But it's customer service. And we all know customer service. We all hate customer service. But this guy already did like three minutes on customer service. So I can't fucking do any of those jokes. So going on to the next jokes. But yeah, I'm going to go into that. Um, I have found out that my least favorite conjunction this week is the word but. And it's because it invalidates any sentence that it's put behind. I don't want to get political. But. I don't want to be a music snob. But. I don't want to talk bad about your mother. But. If you're going to put but at the end of a sentence, fucking don't. I don't want to get political. Don't. I don't want to be a music snob. Don't. <laughs> you want to talk shit about my mom? Go ahead, I'm game. We'll, we'll trade tips. But I'll keep going. The fact is, is that I will gladly talk about weather. And weather is where conversation goes to die. And if it means I don't have to hear your opinion about anything else, 
I'm happy to do, I will lead, I will hold gaily the hand of conversation to the genocide camps. We will go and talk about weather. Genocide's a little dark. Maybe I should change that. But, now it's stuck in my head. Okay, so I've been, uh, I've been watching the, the political campaign. I've been watching all these political things and all this bullshit, and I just realized that um, I don't have a dog in the race uh, this political season. It's gotten to the point where I actually legitimately considered committing a felony just so I don't have to fucking worry about it. Because felons can't vote. And, you know, when you lose the right, that's how you deal with canvassers, by the way. When they walk up and they say, hey, hey do you have a minute to the environment? Do you, uh, whatever? And are you registered to vote? Say you're a felon. That stops that conversation like that. Oh, shit, this guy can't vote, and he's a felon, so he probably works minimum wage. That's how I'm treated every day. Although, um, I, I, I will miss the regular customers at my old job. I will, I will miss them giving me all the comedy advice. That was the first mistake I ever made at work. I told them, hey, yeah, so I do stand-up comedy on the side. And they're like, oh, let me give you my opinion. <laughs> how many mics you gone to? None, but I really like watching, like, you know, Jim Gaffigan and Gabriel Iglesias. And these are all great guys, but I'm not fucking them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, fucking hate giraffes. They're just shifty as fuck. I, I don't know if you've ever looked a giraffe in the eye. <laughs> fucking shifty as shit. They, and, you know, like, the only way... I, I know you love giraffes, Timothy Pizza. Oh, uh, well. That'll happen. But... I, I, and the only way, way I could see standing a giraffe is if it was clad in armor and I was riding it into battle. It would be a battle giraffe, and it would nice. be badass. See, that guy's got it. And so um, I, I, um, I will say, though, that I have long since discovered that my family has a really low bar for expectation for me. Uh, when I told them I got a new job, my mom said, oh, great, so McDonald's called you back. No, bitch, McDonald's did not call me back. I did not make the cut. I'm just gonna have to work for $20 an hour as a barista somewhere else, holy shit. And I'll leave you guys on that and give it back to your host, Ethan. Thank you very much. Great job, great job, that was good. Red hot draft jokes, red hot draft jokes. Feeling good, feeling good. Your next comedian I'm excited to bring up because uh, it's very rare we have all three of them on the same roster. So I want you guys to get excited. The first of three Marys is my second favorite Mary. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the stage, Mary Bushy, ladies and gentlemen. other Ethan's, but you're like my fourth favorite Ethan. Oh. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. I know. Um, well, wake up, guys. It's the fucking weekend. <laughs> Crunk time. Um, Wilda Beast is back, guys. Wilda. Yeah. Haven't seen him for a while. Um, well, it's brunch. I work brunches every Saturday and Sunday. Brunch, where the customer is always white. Uh, 
but seriously, like all these guy, white guys who go in for Tinder days come in and take my customer service as a reason to try to, they think like it's an invitation for them to stick their dick in my mouth. <laughs> like they are super like, oh, this is it. She's, she's fucking DTF. Um, that's all I have to say about the customer service area. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I was dating this dude recently, and he called me fat. He called me fat. I can't say his name. Last time I actually saw, said it, talked shit about him on a bus, his friend was there and like direct messaged him on Facebook and was like, dude, this girl is talking about you. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he said I looked like Venus on a half clamshell. <laughs> Have you seen her on the half clamshell? She's like sinking, like, she's sinking it like a ship. It's just barely holding her anymore. She's like a 200-pound whale, so I'm really hurt by that. Um, the other thing is he's kind of... I'm sober from drugs and alcohol. I know this is a company that would boo me, yeah. But actually, sorry for saving my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Godspeed, you know? Um, such an oxymoron. But yeah, he, he's like, oh, I totally respect that you don't do heroin anymore. Hey, do you want to go hang out? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to go back to your place? Like, that's been our relationship so far. And he was like, uh, I don't know, he's just an alcoholic. And I was like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. And he's like, oh, what? You think you're better than me because you don't drink anymore? I'm really mad at you. <laughs> Um, so that's one sign of being an alcoholic. The other sign of an alcoholic is a person who just sits around all day debating whether or not they're an alcoholic. <laughs> Non-alcoholics do not worry about this at all, I swear to you. So uh, he doesn't know that we're broken up yet. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll, get, he'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> You can know what I'm talking about, Wilda. Don't you feel like this is like the Dead Poets Society room? <laughs> Get on your chair, Jason. Get Wilda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the what world you. Looks different from us. Yeah, the world but does look. Okay. Um. I don't understand girls who go out. Like, I used to go out on drugs, but, like, not really go out. I, I would be um, strung out. <laughs> but um, a lot of girls go out, and, like, guys can rage. They can rage and just be fine. Like, they just fucking have their mom's tamales, and they're fine the next day. And they're like, Xbox. But for us, like, we're like, oh, let's, let's, let's take some PCP and walk on stilts, you know? Like it's every Saturday morning, it's the trail of tears with dead girls everywhere. <laughs> like they're all like, oh my God, I look like Jennifer Lawrence going out. And then they come in like looking like John Bonet's dead corpse. Uh, Redundant. I said dead corpse. I meant to say corpse. I'll fix it next time, Jason. Um, and that's it. I'm Mary. I'm an alcoholic and I'm single. <laughs> Fucking rock star, you see that? Yeah. Pete Townsend's in the fucking house, Jesus. 
That was great. That was that. That was fucking phenomenal, guys. One more time for my second favorite Mary. <laughs> And you guys are fun. You guys are fun. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I don't think I've had the pleasure of seeing stand-up, do stand-up. So what we're going to do is we're going to do, I'm going to do my best, I hope this doesn't sound I'm going to do my best Tony Sparks impression, okay? Uh, I'm not going to make it racist, though. I'm, it's, I, I will try my hardest not to come up. All right. You guys, is, you guys, this next comedian is new to me, so we got to show her a lot of love. <laughs> he doesn't say it. One more time, people. A lot of love. He has it so good. Please welcome to stage, Brooke Heidrich, ladies and gentlemen. already, uh, which is like a nice way of saying that I thought I could get away with doing old material, but there are way too many familiar faces in this audience. <laughs> um, and I've also, no I'm so, did I hurt him? No, is he okay? Okay. Right. Oh, you and I were in the same jeans, actually. Woo! Why? Wow. Where'd you get yours out of curiosity? Uh, forget, but it's so freedom. No, this is it is. It's a lot of ankle. Fr My sister actually designed these jeans. Oh, cool. uh, she did. She is a merchandiser for for I, I, Abercrombie is what I don't want to say. She's a merchandiser for Abercrombie, um, which is headquartered. I'm sorry? I did not get there. You did not get, you're ashamed of it. I know, I don't want to admit it either, uh, but I get these jeans for free, even though they're too tight. Um, so, I, but Abercrombie actually conveniently located in Columbus, Ohio, surprisingly. Uh, also with Victoria's Secret, which I think is their way of guaranteeing that like the people are too ugly to ever want to steal the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surreal place. You should go there if you haven't been. They pay shirtless dudes to throw a football outside in winter in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was celebrating my grandmother's 84th birthday a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, right? It's awesome. Um, but when we were telling people that we were celebrating, people kept congratulating her, and it made me realize that I only want to live to the age where people stop saying happy birthday and start saying congratulations. <laughs> like, as soon as people are surprised that I've lived that long, I'm done. Uh, but one thing, she, uh, because she's 84, she often has me help her with her technology, and I don't know, if, if you don't have an unlimited data plan, you'll get text messages from your service provider when you're nearing your data cap. My grandmother had been getting these and she kept replying back to the automated Verizon number, sorry. <laughs> She's the cutest person ever. Um, anyway, not having a great week. I, uh, I got rejected from the blood drive at my office earlier this week uh, for not having enough iron. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I've been eating too little meat. She's like, no, but are you sure you're not pregnant and you don't know it? <laughs> So I got shamed by the blood drive lady. Um, I know, right? Uh, and normally I do like to, to donate blood as often as I can. <clears throat> Mostly though to prove a point. Um, somebody once told me that I can never lose weight while lying down. And you do lose about a pound every time you donate and they don't check between the different blood banks. So guess who's down? I know, guess who's down 10 pounds and severely anemic now, mom. You don't get to be this pale without trying. I found one shade of foundation in my entire life that works for my face. It's from Neutrogena and it's called, you should see a doctor. Oh. <laughs> um, 
My dad likes to, and let me be very clear, somebody once misheard me, rate his children. He likes to rate <laughs> his children on a scale from one to seven, like on how much he likes us in any given day. Um, and I'm never number one because I live too far away. But he called me uh, a couple weeks ago and he was like, like, Brooke, I'm so excited, you're number one today. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome, what did I do? And he said, well, you're the last one I called, but you're the first one who answered. Oh. I was like, thanks, Dad. He's like, all right, goodbye, Katie. My name's Brooke. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start rating my parents on a scale from one to five. Where my dad's one of those like weird subcultures where he believes that a family consists of one man and multiple divorces. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right. Which is why I like when I go home, I usually like staying with my mom, even though it's me and my sisters have to share, two of my sisters and I have to share one king-size bed in her two-bedroom apartment, which is a sweaty and uncomfortable reminder that my mom thought we'd all be married by now. Um, the last time we were home was actually for Christmas. Uh, and we used to, on Christmas, go to church. And I used to, because I used to be the acolyte, I'd carry like, the cross down the aisle and wear the long white robe. But I made her stop going a couple Christmases ago because I was there, I was ready. I looked like a Klansman with braces. Oh. <laughs> Christmas 2007, and I was carrying a candle this time. And as I started to walk down the aisle, I tipped the candle too far back and spilled hot wax all over my face. Ouch. Yeah, but my was, everyone around was so like bent their heads in prayer that they didn't see me getting my eyebrows redone. Uh, and it, the way the wax started to melt, it continued to pour. So by the time I got to the end of the aisle, I looked like the final scene in a porno. <laughs> All right. I'm Brooke Heineken. Thank you guys so much. Keep coming back. I am not Pam. I swear to you, I am not Pam. I repeat, I am not Pam Benjamin. My second favorite, Mary. <laughs> Don't think you're first. <laughs> Baker, you're first. You know you're first. Goss, you're third. Oh, no. no. I, we're making it on fire tonight, guys. What I got to say? It's going to get exciting in here. Uh, well, I'm not going to be Tony Sparks for your next comedian because I don't know your next comedian either, but I'm excited to hear his stuff. Uh, so I want everybody to lose their shit, get really excited for Jeff Dean, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I'm from, uh, I'm from Reno, Nevada. Anybody been to Reno? It's a real paradise, right? What do you think? So it's a resort town. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to be out. I'm in San Francisco. Everyone here is so much more open-minded. They're so closed-minded in Reno, um, you know, so conservative. Here, I feel so much more carefree. Um, for instance, uh, you know, I, if I go on a trip, say it's a five-day trip, I'll, I'll take uh, eight, uh, five pairs of shirts, you know, five pairs of, of pants, five pairs of socks, and always eight pairs of underwear, always three extra pairs, because you never know when you're going to have an accident, you know. you got to plan three accidents, maybe, even. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but <laughs> so I moved to San Francisco. Everything's so much different here. Um, you know, if you're ever in a bind, uh, you can just shit on the street. It's totally cool. Um, so progressive, San Francisco. Um, so whenever I tell people, my friends, that I'm doing stand-up, they go, "Oh, why don't you just tell jokes about Reno? It's just a pool of jokes, right? Like you could tell jokes about prostitutes." Um, the only problem is I don't, I don't have any experience with prostitutes. Uh, it's like I tried, they just, they don't want anything to do with me. Um, 
so I was, you know, I was trying to pick up some prosties one night in high school. That's what the cool kids call them, you know, uh, prosties. Um, so I'm driving down 4th Street. That's where, that's where they all are, apparently. Um, and, you know, I'm scoping the vibe. I, I see them wearing their uniform, if you will, and I'm rolling down the street. I, I've watched a lot of Nightline, so I know, I know what they look like. Um, I'm rolling down. Uh, I pull over, and I'm, I, 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 give them the, I give them the look, you know. Um, and they just kind of never paid attention, you know. Um, they just wrote me off. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they weren't prostitutes uh, or they weren't like into the whole bicycle thing. I don't know. <laughs> I booked a hotel. I can't, you know, my mom was a dealer, so she couldn't, she couldn't afford to get me a car. Um, cocaine doesn't pay very well, uh, even in Reno. Um, so I wasn't one of the cool kids I previously talked about in Reno. I got made fun of a lot. Uh, for instance, uh, do you guys want to hear about the first dick pic? that I sent. So the first dick pic uh, was sent to my mom. I didn't send it. My friends held me down, took my dick out, took a picture and sent it to my mom. Uh, real tough explaining that to your mom, you know. I said, hey, they Googled that picture. That's not my dick pic. Um, and she said, I know you're fucking dick, Jeff. What the fuck is going on? Um, so that was pretty traumatic. Uh, so. My second dick pic, uh, fast forward, I was 23. Has anybody heard of the, the app WeChat? Yeah. So did, could, could you expl give a quick explanation maybe of WeChat? WeChat. Yeah, it's basically just texting. Yeah. Um, they say it's faster. I thought, I thought Apple did a pretty good job. I thought it was pretty fast. Um, so my one Asian friend, don't. I'm, I'm not racist, I just don't know any Asian people in Reno and I've just moved here. So um, he told me, he kept telling me to get it. He wouldn't even respond to my texts. texts. He would say, download WeChat. So I download WeChat finally. I find out only Asians are on it. It's like a Chinese app. So I can only talk to this one guy. So I feel like to get back at him, I'm going to use the app to just send him dick pics, right? <laughs> um, so I send him 10 dick pics. Um, uh, not my own. I just Google pictures of dicks, of course, you know. Um, and I sent him all different types, all, all curvatures, all different lengths, sizes. Um, and one of them was mine. It was kind of a fun game. Like, which, <laughs> guess which one's mine, you know? Is it the hard one? Um, and uh, so fast forward a few days, I was at work, and I was talking to a colleague about rock climbing. I'm really excited about rock climbing now. Um, and... I pull up my phone. Can anyone guess what the first picture? I meant to show him a picture of uh, myself outdoor rock climbing. It was, guess what it was? Your dick. It was my dick. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> that was good. Um, and I, I swipe left, of course. About the fifth dick, all different types of curvatures, of course. Um, I realized there's five more. And uh, I'm looking for a new job, if anyone knows, knows of anything. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys, that's it for me. Yeah. Give it up for Jeff, guys, one more time. That's great. Are you just hanging out watching comedy? Front row. Front row. Round of, audience members, guys, round of applause. That is awesome. 
All right, I'm excited to hear what your next comedian has to say. Uh, it's all over everywhere. One of the best last names in the biz. Please welcome to stage Ken Suzuki, ladies and gentlemen. up here. I feel like I feel like I'm in a pulpit or something at church when I speak. And I got it's inspiring too. I went to church about two Sundays ago and I got inspired. I saw the music and the preacher just speaking this truth and get everybody moving and crying and jumping up and down and all I could think to myself was wow how many of these people's wives has this guy fucked? <laughs> It's interesting, though, because when you think about it, this is what they do at church is interesting. For example, the basket that they bring around when it's donation time, the basket reaches me. But who the fuck pays with cash anymore? I mean, if they really were serious about us really trying to raise money from, why don't they just install those little square apps on the sides of those things? And fresh out of excuses at that point. I'm like, oh, fuck, I do have... It's not just them, too. Like, how much has the panhandling business been hurt from this cashless society? There is nothing more depressing than an economically displaced bum. <laughs> now, it's baseball season. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. I'm just not really into uh, sports with balls. I'm not. Baseball, basketball, football. The only ball I'm interested in is the one that can be used as a gag. <laughs> yes, it's an S&M joke. Good old, good old S&M. It's just love, love the way God intended it. Rough and with restricted breathing. It's diamond slave, not slave and indentured servant. All right. Can you imagine too a relationship too too? two subs, uh, you call me a bitch, no, you call me a bitch. Eh. Now, I can see two doms, that's good, that's, that's hot. They're fighting each other, <laughs> it, it's involved, that's Klingon, okay. <laughs> oh wow, the nerdy pop culture reference was got, thank you, okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting rid of it then, I'm keeping it going. Well, no, it's true, I, SM, that's how the government markets its its policies to us. Don't you think about it? Extraordinary rendition, enhanced interrogation, drone strikes. Why are the worst, why do the worst things done by our government gotta sound so hot? <laughs> and what? <laughs> <laughs> and what's a drone strike anyway? Just the name alone sounds like the newest high-tech vibrator from Hitachi, doesn't it? Drone with a new slogan, once you go drone, ladies, you'll never feel alone. <laughs> drone strike operators. Who the fuck are they? Who are the drone strike operators, anyway? Just a bunch of nerds who live their life out playing Sims all day, or went to one too many land parties as children? Yeah, you know who else did that? Furries. And they're not trying to blow up Pakistani families, they're blowing each other at conventions, living out fetishes. 
And say what you will about furries, they're not the fascinating people. The fascinating ones are the people that make the costumes for the furries. <laughs> I feel like that's the closest you'll ever get to seeing a human taxidermist. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Suzuki, his hard drive on his computer scares me. Keep it going for Ken Suzuki. One more time. Your next comedian I'm excited to bring up uh, because this comedian saved me in a fight one time. Please welcome to stage, Rachel Raphael. I don't think that's true, but I'll take it. Um, uh, I'd just like everyone to know that I'm officially one of Aldo's godparents, so um, I don't know. That's like, that's like diamond gold status. Um, of, of cuteness, diamond gold status of cuteness. Um, so earlier this week, I was, during my lunch break, I, there was a phone call and I just let it, I was like, I don't know this person, whatever. And so I just let it go to voicemail. And when I listened to voicemail, my phone identified it as being from Singapore and it was just a robot voice that said goodbye. <laughs> And I'm like, is this the new thing? Like, I'm like, are ro robots from across the from across the world are just calling me, going later? Like, like robot just like rejecting. And I'm like, is this the new thing? Like, what is it? Ghosting, where you just like stop talking to people? So I think this is the new thing, and I'm gonna call it botting, B-O-T-T-I-N-G. And it's just you just you just get like a robot from like you know Japan to like call me like. We're not gonna date anymore. Like, what is this? Um, so that made me feel really special. Uh, so yeah, we're all gonna get into botting. I say this like I'm dating. Like, I'm not even dating, so I don't know who needed a robot from Singapore to call me to, to say no thanks. But they did, so good, good on them. Um, so when I come up here, people usually notice a couple things. And those two things are usually on my chest right here. I'm what's called, or what I'm calling, a stacked American. It's a new minority. Yeah. Okay. And and you're wondering, you're wondering like, how do I know if I'm a stacked American or not? And if like to cover yourself, you you put like your arm over your boobs, and then you realize that's really doing nothing. Then you're a stacked American. I'm like, like I've done this, and like, oh, like let me just get something from no. Everyone can still know all the information, pretty much. Um, and if stacked American sounds like a sandwich, that's fine. It's, it is, okay, a stacked American is just any two sliders busting suggestively out of sandwich paper on a plate, but it's gonna be delicious. Um, just the sandwich has cleavage. I just need you to know that. The sandwich has cleavage. Um, so actually, I went to get new bras, like, last week, and they're like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I mean, bras, like, I'm like, I want some that, like, you know, can go under stuff for work, and I don't know, I'm like, I just need new bras, it's been too long, and they're like, do you want anything in a fun color, and I was just like, I don't deserve, I've been told, I don't deserve fun colors, like, the bra industry has made it clear that I don't deserve fun colors, so if you have one, I'd like to see it, but, like, you know, so, so then I go in there, like, all right, well, we gotta, um, we gotta like, we should probably like retake your measurements. And the woman who was doing it w like came up to boob height. I don't know if they planned that. 
And so she comes in and I'm 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 doing this. I'm like holding them back and she's like, "Do you want a robe?" And I was like, I just didn't want to like, you know, like take my hand away and just have it like in my mind I was imagining I took my hand away and like the boobs like came like at her face and like at her house she's like, "Oh my god, they just unleashed the boobs." It was like, "Ah!" So, so I was scared of that. Um and then like the bras are too expensive and then like, "Well, you really need seven. I'm like, yeah, I I probably, you know, you know what I don't need? All, like, expensive, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. I also need, like, you know, not everything to be expensive. So that's fun. Um, I don't know. I think I should end this on a down note. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was at another open mic, and I was mentioning that I used to have tumors. Fellas, fellas, used to have tumors. Uh, uh, benign ovarian. And now my friend, she has a tumor. Um, I don't think it's contagious, but literally I think the world, the universe is like, let's choose the worst people to get tumors because both of us are like, can we do, can we do a tumor podcast? Can we do like a photo shoot about where our tumors <laughs> used to be? Can we just like run around yelling at men? I'm like, yes, all of these things. We're doing all of these things. And then someone else was like, you know, I had the worst tumor. I don't care about your guys' tumor. So now there's like tumor supremacy happening and I'm not even sure how I feel about it. And like, if like all these tumors like need to come back from the pathologist and go to the tumor Thunderdome. Um, I don't know. All right, thank you. <laughs> Rachel Raphael, that was great, love her, love her. That's enough wooing, enough, enough wooing. I'm excited, your next comedian actually is one of my uh, new favorite, newer comedians. You ready, Tim? Are you ready? No, it's not you, I'm asking you if you're ready. He, he just looked so attentive and then I realized he's stoned. It's completely, He doesn't smoke weed, guys. <laughs> meth. <laughs> Sorry, all right. He smokes meth, ladies, so. Is that comfort you that there's a methamphetamine addict directly behind you with a small little dog? <laughs> well, we know where all the metal's been going at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> That's a tweaker reference. All right, please welcome stage Adam Strawbridge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think Benign Ovarian is a good name for like a funk band. <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> New Year's resolutions, guys, we all make them, but we never keep them, right? I actually been doing really well on mine. My resolution is to try dating myself for once, because uh, I figure I've been having sex with myself since I was 13. Owe myself the courtesy. Had a really romantic Valentine's Day, too. I went to Dolores Park, drank some rose, ate some chocolates, and then I jerked off one of the train tracks. Which, for most guys in Dolores, is a regular Sunday, but it was a treat for me. Um, pandas are really cute, right? But they're going extinct, because they won't breed in captivity. They don't know what's going on. Uh, but I read researchers at the San Diego Zoo actually taught the female sign language, so they could ask her, what's up, why don't you want a mate? And she signed back, his balls stink. Uh, so they're going to work on that. Talk about more animals. I like a lot of animal shows. I like to learn about animals. Bees can see like 128 colors, right? That's crazy. They probably experience the universe in such a different way. But all we think about is colors. I wonder if maybe they hear more stuff too. So like to us, when a bee pollinates a flower, it's like a very gentle, docile experience. What if the bee's hearing that flower getting off? Like, oh, get in there. <laughs> get that. 
I don't know. I don't know how different flowers sound. I don't do voice work. Uh, the platypus is a crazy animal. It's got fur, lays eggs, it's got a bill. It's all over the map, right? If you ask a biologist what's up with the platypus, they'll tell you some hocus pocus about like ancient mammalian lineages and like different placental developments and bullshit. I like to think that in heaven, there was an angel carrying a bucket full of beaver parts and it was running through heaven and it crashing through, crashing through an angel carrying duck parts and they were just like, you got your beaver and my duck. Other angels like, you got your duck and my beaver. And then God was like, don't worry about it. We'll just slap a poisonous town on its ass and drop it in Australia. Uh, it will make total sense there. My, uh, my friend dumped her boyfriend recently because uh, she taped them having sex secretly. Isn't that fucked up? It's pretty bad. She said, I wish I lived in a different century when there wasn't all this technology to exploit women. And I guess I agree, but I also think that like, even though technology has changed the world dramatically, humans remain the same, right? And I actually read about this recently. In Renaissance Italy, guys would go out and party and meet girls, take them back, have sex with them, and they'd have like a little artist in the closet paint the whole thing. <laughs> it would take them like five or six nights to get all the shading right. <laughs> she didn't believe me. She said, you're making that up, make me feel better, that's not true. And I said, it's a real thing. There's a museum in Rome you can go to to see some of this art. It's called the Museo de Ex-Girlfriend Revenge. <laughs> it's a real place. <laughs> um, I'm a bisexual male. There, I said it. Uh, oh, it's nice, no reaction. <laughs> what, a, what a welcoming city we live in. Uh, it means I got to be persecuted by straight and gay men alike. Uh, can't drive down the middle of the lane. Um, I've, been giving, I've been doing oral sex lately. It's like a new thing. It's not like fun. It's like fun holistically as an experience. Uh, it's hard though, because I have a very small mouth. The only penis is I'm blowing are really big, you know? Uh, so the only way it works is I make a face like I'm really surprised. Like, you know, I need that. Diameter. Uh, so I have a routine now. When I go down on a dude, I dim the lights, put on the R. Kelly, and then I watch an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, it's got to be the whole film. I need all the character development, all the narrative arc. Then we get to that surprise. You know, like it was plants the whole time. <laughs> Did not work with Avatar: The Last Airbender, though. That was a bust. I don't think there's a future for me in the porn industry as a star, as an actor, per se. I think I could make it as a porn critic, though. Uh, <laughs> like, a third of the time when I watch porn, I'm thinking, yeah, this is hot, you know? Um, but, like, two-thirds of the time when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I have notes, you know? Uh, most of it's, like, pretty subtle. Like, in terms of cinematography, don't have a shot linger on a girl's butthole and that's just coming into play in the third act, you know? It's like Chekhov's gun. Um, more substantially, don't have a girl scream, I poppy, I poppy, if we just establish she's a blonde girl from North Dakota trying to make it in the city. Yeah. It's a disconnect. It takes you out of the scene. Um, all right. I'll end it on this. I like when I have a really messy poop and my butthole itches. So then when I wipe, it's like mixing business with pleasure. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Adam Strawbridge. <laughs> Get your iPhone. These can be cool shoes, by the way. Round of applause for his shoes. Yellow Converse. And Tim got pink ones. Jesus. Just hit myself in the mouth. That's awesome. Real pro. Been on stage hundreds upon hundreds of times. Tito, don't judge me. Don't you judge me. This next comedian likes judging me. It wasn't you. I know. I just like making it really weird in a room sometimes. Your next comedian, uh, 
plays clubs and colleges everywhere. Please welcome the stage, <laughs> Stefan Massey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Ethan, for starting this out with a blatant falsehood. Um, okay, I wanted to get a second opinion about this. Um, so last night I was at 222 Hyde, and uh, so before they put up the comedians, there's just techno music playing because later on they have a DJ show, or maybe not anymore, I don't know, maybe it's changed, but whatever. Um, so I'm up there, and Christian, the host, he's turned down the music, and I'm like, you know, just keep it on like faintly in the background. I kind of liked it. And then this one dude... In the second row, uh, after he turns the music back on, he says to me, I feel like I'm in a Persian restaurant now. <laughs> for, for those that can't tell, I'm Persian. Um, and I don't have a very good barometer to judge this by because I haven't really uh, experienced racism as, as much as any of you might think. Uh, so I don't know. Do you, who, who thinks that was racist? Anybody? No, okay, yeah, that's that, that pretty much, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's cool. Huh? Was it a comedian? Yeah, uh, it was like his first time at the mic. He was a dumbass. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. He had tattoos all over, he had like the sides of his head shaved, very Macklemore, very, very airy and good looks. I don't want to assume anything, but... Uh, <laughs> but, you know, me being me, I just, like, I didn't even think that initially. My, my first reaction was not, oh, he's being bigoted or whatever. I was just like, you've never been in a Persian restaurant, have you? Because <laughs> uh, they're not very fun. I mean, maybe it's just my own personal <laughs> bias since I almost always go with my family, but uh, actually, I, so I just came up with, an not came up with, this is something that happened, an anecdote. Uh, I went to a Persian restaurant once uh, and it was like the magic hour, so the sun setting and like the way the place was situated, the sun was directly behind me, and like the hostess sees me coming in, and she's like, "Oh, I have to shield my eyes just to look at you." And I just go, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was a theater major, uh, and I'm a Scorpio, which means I'm a classically trained attention whore. Uh, uh, I was in a few plays in high school, and people told me I was a pretty good actor, so I, you know, thought I'd, you know try and keep giving it a shot, but then I got to college and it all went to shit. Uh, my experience in theater can best be uh, exemplified by my uh, first play that I was in at Santa Cruz. Uh, it was a cheery little feel-good piece about a German soldier that comes home from World War II and decides to kill himself. <laughs> I was part of an ensemble and we'd start out every night uh, under a sheet covered in fake blood while they pumped in Leonard Cohen over the PA. <laughs> Uh, but the part of it that was just unbearable for me was having to deal with my director. Uh, so my, you know, what I would do after getting out from under the blanket, I would walk around the set, uh, I would climb up a ladder, yell the main character's name a few times, climb back down from the ladder, walk around a little more, get man manhandled by the protagonist, and then walk out. And one day, the director comes to me takes me aside and he says, I don't feel like you're fully committing to the work. And then he goes on for their hour about how important it is that I take this depressing, pretentious suck fest of a play seriously. Fuck you, Wolfgang. That was the name of my director. And funnily enough, the name of the guy that wrote the play and the name of another guy who directed a movie based on the play. They love their Wolfgangs in Germany, I guess. 
Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a cinephile. Uh, I was watching this crazy movie, uh, Holy Mountain. It's a crazy drug trip of a film. Yeah, that one guy knows. <laughs> of course, of course, you know about it, Tim. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's interesting. It's an experience. Uh, so this movie starts with a guy dressed as Jesus climbing up a spire. Inside the spire, there's a wise man. And the wise man, like, takes him under his wing and, you know, uh, has him engage in his tutelage. The first step of which is having him get high off of his own shit. And I was watching this at home, and my dad walked in at the exact moment when uh, the holy man was presenting the guy with his own shit that he was about to smoke, and my dad yells, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you're seeing here. That's what that is. And then, and then the holy man, uh, after he comes down, he shows him his shit that's been turned into these gold bars, and he says, you are excrement. You can change yourself into gold. And I thought about it for a second, and I realized that doesn't make any sense, but he said it with an accent, so it sounds wise. <laughs> I'm Stefan Massey. Thank you. Yeah. New microphone. All right, guys. Uh, we're at the point in the show where I actually kind of I got to look like the bad guy. I don't like it. I don't like looking like the bad guy. Uh, but uh, Pam kind of messed up, and there's two comedians on the list uh, with the same name, and I can't. Well, there's only room for one of them. <laughs> Their first names are Mary. Hold on, let me let me let me thin it down. She wrote middle names too. Uh, Mary Elizabeth. That's me. Oh shit! Oh, uh-huh. That's funny. Yes, that's all of them. Yeah. Scary that I knew that actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, here last night. Uh, Wednesday. Thank you very much. The next comedian the stage just threatened to kill me. Please welcome to the stage, Mary Baker! No, I'm joking, Mary Goss! Come on, keep it going for Mary Goss. I'm not sure if you'll be laughing when I actually kill Ethan, um, but I will be. That's okay. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna, it's just some low-key murder, it's fine. Um, friends, what do I want to talk about? I had a rough week last week. I did not have a really good week last week. Um, last Tuesday, I, uh, you know, just got rejected from some grad schools, which was fine, and then immediately got strep throat right after. So it was kind of one of those things where I felt like, you know, you like hit rock bottom and then God throws you a jackhammer. It's just uh, not, not super fun. But, um, yeah, while I had strep, I had to, you know, just chill in bed for a while, and I felt really decadent about it. I, uh, I also, I froze Gatorade cubes to put in my Gatorade, which I <laughs> really genuinely proud of. Um, and I thought that that was the height of decadence, actually. Uh, as it turns out, it is not. My best friend one-upped me because he told me that he last week uh, bought a new rug. So I was really excited for him. He bought a new rug. Then he got drunk, uh, threw up on it. Uh, and then the next day, instead of cleaning the rug, threw it out. So that, to me, is the height of decadence for sure, buying things just to throw up on them. It's really fun. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I yeah I had strep. It wasn't great. Um, what else is going on? I. <laughs> Oh, I broke up with my therapist last week, too. Actually, this, this all just did happen last week. Um, I broke up with my therapist, which was really exciting. Because a lot of people have heard, some people have heard about my therapist. There are some stories. Um, the week before, I had been feeding her dog peanut butter while she uh, told me about her relationship with her mother, who I have met. Um, so we have some boundary issues there, just a few. So that's why I did have to break up with my therapist, and I'm glad that I did it. And uh, she's a full-on crazy person now. She still emails me at 3 in the morning, but at least I don't have to pay her to do it now. Um, <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good. I, uh, I also recently got accused of friend-zoning someone. That hasn't happened in a while, because that's not real. <laughs> um, and uh, I've never really, you know, you never really get accused of friend zoning by someone who you think of as a friend. Like that's that's never the case. Like I really thought of this guy as more like a like a big brother type, you know? He's he's always watching me, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a 1984 crowd. Some people went to high school. We're chilling. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and like the thing is, you never, you never really do get accused of friend zoning by someone who you consider to be a friend. It's always that thing where it's just like, all right, like in an otherwise unrelated conversation, you're gonna say, I'm so glad that we're friends because I'm not interested in having sex with that person. And I'm also not interested in getting murdered. And it kind of seems like that's his whole vibe. So that's what you do when you friend zone someone. Um, and I, uh, but I do kind of consider myself to be like sort of an anthropologist for straight dudes. Um, I didn't, like straight dudes my own age. I never, I didn't have much experience with straight dudes my own age until I started being friends with them because I only have sisters. Um, and I noticed straight dudes are just so scared of being like just nice to each other. Like watching straight guys hug is my favorite thing in the world. Cause like, you know, <laughs> there's just like that moment where they like, they're, they're looking and it's just like, we're gonna hug now. It's time for hugs. And then they like <laughs> go up to each other and they like hug and then they have to like punch each other in the back like a whole bunch because otherwise it's gay. Because like, you know, why can't straight guys just be tender to each other? <laughs> I worry about them. I worry about straight guys a whole bunch. Um, not when they're accusing me of friend zoning them though. I'm not worried about any of those. Um, I have, uh, I am like, I'm not really into dating. Uh, not super into it. It's more just like, I feel like I'm always just waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's just like, when is like you're going to stop like being into me and you're just going to start fucking with my head for fun? And I don't really have a reason to be that way. To be fair, it's not, it's not really a reasonable thing to think because while that hasn't happened to me personally, but I do that to everyone I've ever been involved with. So that's kind of where the fear comes from because I'm a horrifying monster. And you know when you just try to <laughs> give people bad advice on purpose just because you're persuasive and you're bored and people are your playthings? Like, we all know that thing, right? I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Yeah, we're, we're all on board with me. I've decided it. So on that note, that is my time. And I am Mary Goss. And here's Ethan. Oh, She knows I'm kidding. She knows I'm kidding. <laughs> She's my fourth, actually. I know another Mary does comedy. Oh, your next comedian. Uh, this will be, believe it or not, the first time I've ever seen her do comedy. That's crazy. Uh, which is crazy because I'm at a lot of shows. She's at always outside. I'm a bad fellow comedian, guys. 
trying to network, trying to get those other gigs. That's how you do it. <laughs> Shaking hands and kissing babies. Please welcome to stage, Mary Baker. <laughs> Mary Goss is my hero because she writes her notes on the palm of her hand. My hands are so fucking sweaty. Like, I can't. The only part of my body that is ever, like, maybe not sweaty is right here. And even that sometimes, like, it runs. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right here, fucking out of the question. I can see my handprint on that. Um, whew. Anyway, hi, guys. How are you? How are you? Um, I just said that like my dad. How are you? Uh, I uh, recently got dumped. I got dumped by a boy, by a man. Um, it was weird. Uh, he worked at Google, so he had a lot of money, which is different for me, because I date normal people, um, regular people. Um, he was very, he was rich. He was new money, y'all, new money. Paid for my sushi. It was great, but... It wasn't vibing, and I knew it the whole time. It was kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm gonna be the one to dump them, you know? So I'm gonna keep it going. But then he dumped me. He dumped me because he said I have too much of a female presence, like an overbearing <laughs> female presence. I'm not fucking lying. And then he said that I make him feel like a small man. Boo. <laughs> and like I said, I thought the whole time I was gonna be the one to dump him. Because I, I don't know. I'm bummed about it. It sucks to be broken up with for your personality, but what sucks even more is I felt like I had finally met the person who could pay for my abortions. Because <laughs> I've never had one. I've never had one, and I thought that I could time this correctly so I could squeeze in like one freebie and like have the story, you know, <laughs> as a feminist. <laughs> Didn't happen like that. Um, anyway, that sucked. I, uh, I went home this past weekend for my sister's wedding. Um, and I love my mom. I'm gonna preface this by saying I love my mom. I have a great relationship with her, but it is a specific relationship. Um, she has always been very critical of me. Who here has a mom that is very critical of them? Puberty was hard for you guys. It was weird with your mom. Had a weird relationship. Very critical of the way I look, you know, my health. I was one of those kids that like, she, for fifth grade, she packed me a lean pocket that I was supposed to like ask the teacher, will you heat up my lean pocket? Which <laughs> is super fucking embarrassing. Uh, lean pockets, fifth grade. Anyway, I went home, my sister's wedding, so I had to wear a dress. It was hot outside, it's Bakersfield, it's real hot. I had like some tasteful brassiere showing on the side. And I was leaving, <laughs> leaving the house to go with my mom out to the wedding and she was like, she just looked me up and down, she's like, Mare? She's like, yes, mom. She's like, do you feel slutty? Like, do I feel slutty? Um, and I was blown away. Your mom asking you, like, do you feel slutty? Blown away, that is horrible language. <sighs> I was blown away, so I stepped back and I thought about it and I was like, are you saying that you're finally comfortable with my weight? <laughs> is this a compliment? I cried, we made out, it was good. Um, <laughs> gotcha, that was my mom. It's all right, we're Christian, it, it happens. Um, anyway, I, uh, I got an 
IUD yesterday. I got an IUD yesterday. Cool. Interuterine device, y'all. Um, got an IUD yesterday, and you know what? It hurt. It was hell. Yesterday was hell. I'm just gonna give you guys the truth before the joke. There's a joke. Um, I was excited about it. I'm looking back now, yesterday was awful. I'm a dumbass. I was really, really, really excited about it. Mostly because I just get really excited when I get to go to the gynecologist, when I get to go to the gynecologist. <laughs> it's like a treat. I, I, get so excited. I get so excited to the point that I'm like horny to go to the gynecologist. And I don't get horny about a lot of things, y'all. I think it's just the anticipation of like sterile hands near your vagina like a healthy dialogue while someone's down there. <laughs> that feeling of being confident when you leave, like something good just happened. Because you guys have to understand, I'm a straight female, and I never get any of those things. <laughs> I just get dirty straight boy claws up in there giving me UTIs all the time. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys. Merry <laughs> Going for Mary Baker one more time. That's great. All right, your next comedian. I saw at Store Club last night. Very funny. Please welcome to stage Rusty Shackelford. Hey everybody, how you doing? Good to see. Hey, I see some familiar faces here and some new ones. Well, just like to tell you straight off the bat, I just got back to the United States after spending eight years in Iraq and Afghanistan. So you know, I'm not afraid to bomb. <laughs> so since I'm back, I found out I have to maintain a certain level of uh, fitness. And, but I can't get in too good a shape, I'm finding out. Because um, apparently, white guy in shape my age equals fitness buff. Black guy in shape my age equals ex-convict. <laughs> Especially in Oakland. So yeah, I'm trying to stay in shape, but I don't go to the gym. I mean, I go to the gym, but I just don't get on all the rides. I do about three exercises. I do, <laughs> you got that. I do uh, push-ups, pull-ups, and then this thing right here. <laughs> I don't know what it does, but it did wonders for Jack LaLanne. So yeah. It's gonna be great for right <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Good one. So yeah. Um, so yes, I'm trying to stay in shape because um, we live long in my family. Uh, my grandmother, she just turned 99. Yeah. Unfortunately, thanks to cancer and diabetes, she's missing two breasts and a leg. Which incidentally is also my favorite chicken dinner. Hey, I just hope she doesn't kick the bucket. So, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. I managed to survive until my 40s. Didn't expect to. When I was younger, they told us that, you know, young black men, endangered species. Heard that every day my whole life. So when I finally got past 40, I'm like, holy shit, I made it. I can retire. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Nobody has to be afraid of me anymore. Nobody has to, you know, hold their purse when they get in the elevator. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've reached it. I must have done something right to live this long, right? <sighs> Thanks, Bill Cosby. 
Now I can't give drinks away. <laughs> yeah. So I'm experiencing a little bit of racism since I've been back. Well, I'll say a moderate amount. I guess the normal amount that I'm allotted being a black guy here in the States. Um, thanks to Bill Cosby, I got pulled over the other night. They were profiling me for roofies and pudding pops. <laughs> but before that, he asked me why, the cop asked me, he goes, you know why I pulled you over? And right off the bat, I go, I don't know, quota? <laughs> Pops me upside the head. Uh, <laughs> so I might just be paranoid with this racism thing. For instance, in my apartment building, I was walking back from the laundry room, back to my apartment, and I have to pass another apartment on the way there. My neighbor is, a, I would say she's a young white woman. You know, we, don't, we rarely talk, if at all, other than we just give that nod, you know. So when I was coming back from the laundry room, I caught her as she was coming out. She opened the door, saw me, and slammed the door. So I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I said, come on, lady. We got to, you know, let's just talk this out. You can't be scared of me in this day and age because I'm a black guy. She said, I'm not scared because you're black. I'm scared because you don't have any pants on. All right, because I came back from the laundry room. All right. <laughs> I'll leave you at this. I just, uh, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Yeah. Yeah. She said I wasn't black enough. I don't know what that means, but I had a certain guess. So I pushed her down and stole the purse. <laughs> now I can't get rid of her. <laughs> That was good. I'm killing time for your next comedian. Uh, your next comedian, I'm assuming, is on the phone with Sweet Gail. No, please welcome to the stage. Super excited. She was running and wants to do this for Trina Roderick. She just wants, she called and she just wants to come down. Wanted to know if there was going to be food. I said, yeah, there's going to be food. It's complimentary. You get what you take, but or take what you get. But awesome, right? Yeah. I love it when people show up. You guys are awesome, Jeff and the friend of Jeff. This is great. And the the fr the guy who's not the friend of Jeff, but chose a seat close to the friend of Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on down. So do you guys want to hear tonight, you want to hear how I'm getting cocked blocked by Mark Marin or Nancy Grace? Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace? Yeah. That bitch. See, I never think anybody's going to choose that one. I just, she's so vile, right? Like, how can she possibly? Okay, here's the situation. Here's the situation. I, when I lived in L.A., I took a look. Now, for those of you this is going to mean something to those of them who live in San Francisco. You'll get it, Jeff. I don't mean to like exclude you what with your Reno rent. Exactly. So I look at a loft, a penthouse loft, downtown LA, right? The same location of the Jonathan Club, right? So we're the elites of the elites, like the guys who actually booed the first female attorney licensed to practice law in the state of California, right? My girl, they boo her. I live for $1,500 a month 
in that spot, right? 1,500, right? Like penthouse, right? I, I was like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but okay, here's okay, here's the, here's my setup. Here's the setup. Well, okay, let me just tell a joke about that real fast. <laughs> So I like I'm not Christian like I know there's some people who like believe in God like hedging their bets right like just in case I'm gonna go Christian on this one (laughs) but I'm not like that but while I was there I do feel like what if there's ghosts you know if there's ghosts I couldn't like like I I was hedging my bets so I couldn't not be like yo ghosts fuck you I'm a lawyer too Right? Like, I'm in that spot. Like, how do you not? Like, just in case there's ghosts, fuck all y'all. Right? And I'm going to fuck a black guy in about an hour. (laughs) Watch that one, too. Right? Watch me write this legal brief. How do you not? Like, how? Anyway, okay. (laughs) October 2011. Right? I live on Main and 6th. I drive down Main, passing 1st Street where there's Occupy LA, right? Then I pass First Street, excuse me, Temple Street, where there's the Michael Jackson murder trial, right? So two media circuses the entire month of August 2011, okay? If I'm fucking a guy and he so much as chokes on a chicken, Nancy Gray, or she's gonna be all up on this. I mean, she's gonna be on me like white on rice, right? I already look like a big ass piece of rice, (laughs) right? This is my impression. I'm starting with my impressions, okay? This is my impression of a big piece of rice. (laughs) Me so happy? Okay, should I keep going? Okay, here's my, okay, no. Here's my impression of a big penis. Oh shit, where's Tim? I was, I'm stealing Tim's joke on this one. If I wink first, can I still slap you in the face? No? No? Okay, I'll stick with the rice, not the penis. <laughs> Fine. I have a whole bit about how I would kick ass in prison. Right? Can you see me in prison? I would be like, they would dig my comedy, my whole like, what's the difference between a bitch and a cunt stuff? That would kill in prison, dude. Nancy Grace would drag that shit out. Like, I don't really want to go to jail, dude. I don't, it's 2016, I just wanna get pulled. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does a girl gotta do to get pulled in an election year is what I wanna know. Cause Nancy Grace, thanks Ethan. It does kind of look like a piece of rice, though, right? Just a little bit. Let's, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that a little bit. Uh, next comedian I see all the time at OMG. Very funny. Please welcome to stage Tracy Wynn. Come on, guys. Keep it going. Come on. Got to work on my upper arm strength. 
That was really difficult to get out of the stand. Um, you're, uh, was anyone else getting like Rosemary's baby vibes? Like Mia Farrow. You could probably get that a lot, right? A little bit, but like if she like stole Justin Timberlake's clothes. <laughs> so. Yeah, I knew that. Um, I'm, what? <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so uh, let's see what's going on. I'm really lazy in the morning because I kind of just roll out of bed and go to work. Um, so. Instead of uh, putting on sunscreen like a decent human being, I just bought this like bandana thing. And I wear this like on the bus while I'm going to work. Um, and I think I should get a flesh colored one because that would be more discreet, right? Um, but anyways, uh, I look like patient zero with this on. So everyone's like <laughs> moving away from me being like, oh my God, do you have Zika? And I'm like, that's not transmitted that way. Um, Anyway, uh, okay, what else is new? I, uh, I got a bikini wax a couple of months ago um, for the first time, a Brazilian bikini wax. And I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm never gonna do it again. Never again. Um, yeah, I like my noni with a lot of hair on it. I called it a noni because like every other word for it sounds so weird. Um, uh, and I don't, you know, like when I'm 70 and like my husband's eating me out, like I don't want him to look at it and be like, I remember when that was smooth, you know, like it's all wrinkly now. Like I don't want that to happen. But yet I do want to have like a love that survives even if one partner gets the sex change. So like even though I won't want to change, I want to change. Um, I, uh, I also... I was always against um, happy endings, like guys getting happy endings. Um, I always thought it was gross, but I found uh, the female equivalent to that, and it's uh, a luxury uh, massage. Um, you pay $750 for three hours. Uh, it's, um, it's from a tantric yogi, and it's called a yoni. <laughs> It's really hard to say. Tantric yogi, yoni. Um, anyway, it's a little expensive, right? Like, how's a struggling college student supposed to pay for that? Um, anyway, um, I never, I, n I never thought that like my views on prostitution would change, um, you know. But it turns out like I don't want to be one of those Janes that's like, sorry, officer, my vibrator malfunctioned and I got desperate. And that's why I'm here. Um, uh, I started um, I started drinking water uh, about a year ago. Um, previously, I would only drink coffee or tea or you know whatever else was on a cafe menu, orange juice. Um, and turns out all of those things are diuretics. So I was been dehyd I've been dehydrated for the last 27 years. Um, yeah, and that's like worse than the drought, right, that we're having? Um, so, uh, you guys heard of uh, prenups, right? Yes. Never, no, you don't believe in them. All right, you look kind of like Jameer Acquire. I don't know. 
I'm sorry. It's it's a compliment. Um, I uh, yeah. Uh, I heard about uh, I've heard about prenups, but have you heard about um, trust funds for your wives? That's a thing. Um, Jim Carrey set up a trust fund for uh, Jenny McCarthy, and uh, when they broke up, he was like, "Here's fifty million dollars. This is how much I love you." Like a guy's never done that for me, and probably never will. You know because of feminism, so like I'll probably be making more money than him. Um, all right, I think that's all the jokes I wanted to tell. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, we went over this. IUDs are explosive devices, right? They... Uh, that's what they are. All right, guys. Uh, your next comedian. I was let everybody know because we had a couple of people show up that after him, we're going to drop down to four minutes and no more bullshit of me in between. I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be serious for once in my life. Once in my life. I'm going to be serious. Cole Chapman, ladies and gentlemen. Bring him to the stage. Hello. Who was that? Was that you? Oh, hello. How are you? Cool. That was a great conversation. I'm glad we engaged right there. That was sweet. That was cool. Hey, Trace, Tracy, right? Yeah. You, you like dream about getting eaten out at 70? That's like, that, if that ain't the definition of a dreamer, that's like fucking Jesus Christ. 70? Come on, man. <laughs> like, a little sooner than that. Jesus. I don't know. I'm a little tired. I've been petting Aldo for the past two hours, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm kind of out of it. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? I don't know. Let me look at these notes. Oh, shit. Too small to read from here. <laughs> See, here's the problem, all right? Last time I was here, like two weeks ago or whatever, I had a banana nut muffin that I ate. <laughs> and it killed like two and a half solid minutes. It was great. I just ate a muffin and drank various substances from around the room, and now I don't have it. Now I'm panicking. You didn't want to have a conversation. I understand. Sure. <laughs> no, but seriously, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I don't know, man. Oh. No, I still don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> Here, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this. I apologize. Something, something, notes, Pam, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> What the fuck, man? I don't want to talk about any of this shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me talk to you, Chris. How you doing, Chris? I just asked you that question. You didn't. Answer. You just right, flipped I, it on I, me. I, what are you, Donald I, I Trump? You sitting there? We got into it about Donald Trump last night, and uh, no jokes came from it. But here we are, regardless. Oh well. Well, you know what? Let's talk about it anyways. I feel like the biggest casualty of this election cycle. Hello. What's going on, man? Oh, sure, go ahead. Flip-flops, man? What's... <laughs> Dog, it's not that warm out. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. We're talking about Donald Trump. You familiar? You heard of him? Cool. Cool. It's a cool cat. Um, I feel like the biggest casualty of this whole election cycle is Howard Dean. Anybody remember Howard Dean? <laughs> Dude, 2004, that dude was got like too excited on stage and immediately afterwards his like whole political career was over. 
All he did was just get on stage and be like, we're going down to the White House. Yeah! And then everyone was like, fuck this dude forever. See ya. And he was gone. Like, that was it. That's all it took. Meanwhile, Trump's like literally telling people he's going to murder someone. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's get this guy to leave the country. Why not? Like, okay. Sure. Whatever. I threw my notes away. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you don't plan shit out. And you're just like rolling with it. Oh, man. Uh, we had a wellness fair at work because it's spring. You know, it's like a good time to get well, get your health insurance and shit. But uh, when I was there... There was like a group of like really excited dudes in the corner, tight-fitting T-shirts, like you know, doing that like NBA huddle thing where they're like, "Oh, oh, oh!" You know the one. All you sports fans in here, I'm sure there are tons of them. Um, and I walk over to them, like, "What's up, guys?" They're like, "We're from Crunch Gym." I was like, "Yo, cool gym. That's sweet. Tell me more." They're like, "We're results-based gym. Let me ask you something. What do you want to achieve?" And I was like, "All right." I want a two-hand slam of basketball like Dominique Wilkins. <sighs> exactly. You, they had the exact reaction that you did, which is like, what else do you want to do? Because that's certainly not happening anytime soon. I still signed up, still gave them a whole lot of money. That was a really bad idea. I don't think I'm going to dunk. I don't think it's like in the cards at all. Uh, hmm. I'm just going to let it get real weird here for a second. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. All right. We got a laugh on that. Hey, you know what? This is how you experiment in comedy. <laughs> you get the laughs off of nothing. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm known for, I guess. If, whether it's eating a banana nut muffin dramatically for two and a half minutes or just letting silence take its toll for 30 seconds. It's all about timing, guys. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> take notes. Right, Ken Suzuki? That's right. That's a slow nod. All right. <laughs> Do I have anything to leave you on, or is it just going to be disappointing? <laughs> I think it's just going to be disappointing. All right, give it up for Ethan Elbert. No time to spare. Your next comedian ran out of the room, so by proxy, please welcome to Tito Gonzalez. Keep it going for your host, guys. As I like to call him, the white gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> great, dude, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I learned something recently about myself because I went to the strip club for the first time. Have you guys been to a strip club before? Yay! Yeah. No? Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> Terrible. I went there. I, I learned that I could also, like, have a boner and cry at the same time. <laughs> and I was there. You know what I mean? Like, this side of my body was like, fuck yeah. You know, like, this side of my body is like, I still have a lot of school debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was fucked up, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I went with dudes that go all the time, and they were like, hey, Tito, listen, this is your first time at the strip club. Don't fuck it up. Which is like, it's, that's cool. You can tell me that, but you can't tell me that as you're giving me free bumps of cocaine. <laughs> you know, like, that's not, you can't be part of the problem. You know what I mean? That's like giving a white guy a badge and be like, don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't mistake the taser for the pistol. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And like, it's terrible to cry at a strip club, but I was imagining like, what if that was that stripper's first dance? That, like, what if that was her first day at the job, you know? <laughs> and like, she goes into the locker room and they were like, Diamond List, how was your day? 
She's like, well, I made a boy cry. I think I gotta have find a different way to pay for college now. You know, <laughs> 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 right? Yeah, I don't know. I was raised by a single single mother, guys. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's all right. Yeah, man. Single moms are tough, though, aren't they? They're tough, man. I know, cause my mom used to hit me. <laughs> you know, like and like I, you know, I grew up with like a. My mom was shorter than me. You know, a single Latina mom, fucking feisty, dude. Like scary. You know. And I realized, like, that's probably why I never dated a Latina woman. You know what I mean? Because she just scared me, you know? Like, that's why I just stuck to, like, white women, you know? <laughs> just, like, a little bit less confrontational, you know what I mean? Look, it's like, no? All right. Because, <laughs> like, we, we all... Because <laughs> we all know the saying, right? Like, we all know the saying, you make a Latina woman mad, you know what I mean? She's going to key your car, Right? You make a white woman mad, she's just going to take her car back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I hate taking the bus, dude. I hate taking the bus. I hate taking the bus. <laughs> but I, I took the bus recently in fucking hipster fuck Oakland, and I actually felt at home. It was weird. You know, I saw this hipster get on the bus with a chicken, and I was like, dude, I feel at home because I come from a third world country. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I was born. I was like... Dude, I was ready to put my luggage on the top of the bus, dude. <laughs> I was excited, man. I was excited. But I don't know. I realized uh, for like every white dude that's out there that gets laid for saying that he works on his car, it's like a, like a very lonely, sad brown man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's me, guys. <laughs> don't, I don't know. Working on cars sucks. But sometimes it's like amazing how like little people know just even the basics, right? And like I'm not I'm not talking shit, right? But I'm like I blame that on the school system. You know what I mean? Like there should be some sort of shop class, something, right? I think when you should when you get out of high school, you should at least know the two most important things, right? How to change your oil on your car, and how to eat pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like life can go so far, you know, if we just implement those things. Like fuck algebra. You know, fuck French. Who's taking French in California? You know what I mean? I, I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and now look at you. It's <laughs> nah. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And yeah, I don't know. I, uh, but I, I've been struggling. I don't know if you guys have this problem, but I can't stop jerking off to my cousin's pictures. <laughs> I don't know yeah, it's, it's fucked up. You know, I'm like, damn, she's hot. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't mind, you know, having a couple of kids with her. You know what I mean? As long as they have different diseases. You know what I mean? Because you need one to push the wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Give it up for your host. Great guy. He in the backyard quite a bit. Please welcome stage uh, next to me, a very funny guy, great dog, Tim Pizza, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, hold up, Hey, be gentle with him. He suffers from uh, Parkinson's disease. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you guys notice that like the older you get, the weirder your thumbs taste. 
It's freaking me out. I don't want to be old. I don't want to be old at all. It's like they drive all weird. It's either like too fast or too slow. Or they could just roll into a nap at mid-conversation. Or it's like, are they fighting off the white light during that nap? It's like, where the fuck are you gonna bury all those parakeets? It's like, I, I mean, you could never hate me as much as I hate myself. And I mean, one day I'm probably gonna kill myself, but I'm gonna make it a positive thing. Um, you know, everybody's got these like uh, sex moves, like the Dirty Sanchez, Cleveland Seamer. Well, I got suicide moves. Um, first one, uh, the coder, for all you techies. Uh, that's when you uh, hang yourself on chat roulette. <laughs> and then, uh, and for all you students, I got the uh, 1600. Uh, that's when uh, you sharpen uh, two number two pencils during your SAT exam, stick them in your nostrils, and slam your fucking head against the desk. <laughs> And uh, for all you older folks, uh, we got the Sandy Duncan. Uh, remember <laughs> that bitch with the weird eye? Um, yeah, that's when you uh, drown yourself in your cat's litter box. Get it? It's Sandy and you're dunking your head in there? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any of you guys get periods? Uh, yeah, no, periods are, I mean, like, periods are fantastic. I lived with five girls and their periods all synced up together. It was a fucking mystery. It was like fucking unsolved mysteries and shit. I thought it was great. I mean, I am a people person. Like, I go to the fucking gym just to watch people work out so I can see what they look like when they fuck. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I couldn't figure out this period syncing up together thing until uh, I got a guy friend. He calls me every time I'm pooping. <laughs> we're, we're fucking sun and moon. We are tide locked. It's amazing. Um, so I, I recently, uh, uh, I'm uh, getting back into dating, so I've stopped uh, bathing with uh, dish soap. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I also discovered that uh, I have a fetish, which is, I'm kind of proud of, because it's not like super weird or super gross, but it's definitely bizarre. Um, it's, uh, it's goosebumps. <laughs> like, if I, like if I see a girl with goosebumps, it gets, just gets me crazy. So I want to start this app called Freezer. <laughs> uh, where you just like meet up with a girl in a walk-in uh, like uh, refrigerator, and like you can do that light finger touching on the, on the goosebumps. That's that's all I would need to do. And then I then I could just go home and jack off for like 45 minutes and just be a happy fucking man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I'll do good with the dating thing. I mean, I got the kissy lips and the kind eyes. I'll, I'll be good at it. Um, my Tinder bio just says Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, lives alone. <laughs> um, it's a good deal, ladies. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying to relax. Um, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, I, I look to the nature, animal kingdom to, to learn how to relax. And uh, find out if you watch Turtles, um, you can learn how to relax. Like, they're just, like, kind of swimming around, walking around, just being really chill and doing their turtle thing. <laughs> You never see a turtle just like fucking flip over a table and start choking his fucking wife. <laughs> he uh, goes in his shell and he turtleizes everything. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody at Truthy Pizza. Keep it going for Aldo with the so with Tim Pizza too with Tim Pizza. Your next comedian says keep those claps going for Sid Singh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Right. 
up, guys? How you guys doing? This is uh, too many people for an open mic. Think about that. All right, no. Uh, <laughs> I start with anger. Uh, uh, I've been living here for uh, eight months now, and uh, there, there are a lot of pretentious people in San Francisco. I don't know if you guys knew this. <laughs> Newsflash. A lot of people who are very into themselves. Uh, I've decided I hate it when anyone calls themselves an old soul. Does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> You guys notice it's just like a really, it's like a really uh, shitty way to call yourself wise and humble at the same time. That's all it is, right? That's all it is. First of all, no one's ever called themselves an old soul for doing anything an old person actually does, right? It's always like, oh my god, I went to brunch with my mom and we had a great time. I am such an old soul. It's like, no, you're not. You're just an alcoholic. That's all it is. <laughs> You were just looking for an excuse to drink at 11 a.m. That's not an old soul. Like, no one's, ever, no one's ever been like, oh, my God, I was hanging out with Craig, and, like, Craig's penis does not work. He is such an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I went on a date with Lisa, and it was so crazy. At the end of our date, Lisa died. She is such an old soul, you guys. That would be more accurate. That's all I'm saying. Uh... I, uh, I, I'm an atheist, I became an atheist somewhat recently, and uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, <laughs> apparently I'm full of hate today, a lot of atheists are dicks, like I don't, it's tough hanging out with atheists because I agree with you, but I still don't want to hang out with you, like do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just don't understand why you would make fun, like here's the thing, everyone just has beliefs that other people think are dumb, right? Like, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in soulmates, which is so much worse, right? That's so much worse than believing in God. Because the thing me and people who believe in God have in common is we both believe that there's an all-good being out there who wants to help us out in good times, right? And I just want to fuck that person. Like, that's the only difference. <laughs> like, I do think there's a perfect being, and I want to show them my penis. Like, that's... <laughs> So much dumber, but I do. I believe in. <laughs> I believe in soulmates. It's not even my fault. I just saw two movies, and now I'm hooked. I mean, what do you want from me? I was. I saw Sleepless in Seattle, and I was like, I don't know. But then I saw Harry Met Sally, and I was like, okay, uh, two is now. But you know, I pretty much became someone who believed in soulmates, just like how like white old white people became racists, right? <laughs> they met one minority they didn't like, then they met a second one. They're like, well, I'm done. I'm done trying. I, <laughs> my beliefs are this forever, and. <laughs> the loud music. Uh, I was hanging out with my niece, um, uh, my two-year-old niece, and uh, uh, she's amazing. It's amazing hanging out with your, your nieces and nephews. Like, I feel like my niece is a lot like a Netflix account, you know? Like, hanging out with my niece is a lot because it's like, she's new, she's exciting, she's trying to learn what I like, and, uh, you know, someone else is paying her bills, so that's nice. I love... <laughs> I... I don't want a kid. I think that's what I really learned after having a niece, which I think is, 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 anytime you say that to someone who's older than you who has kids, like, okay, you don't actually get to say that. You've never had a kid. You don't understand the joys of, you know, having a child. It's like, that's right. I've never had a kid. Uh, but I have had parents, right? And I don't want to be one of those. <laughs> like, parents are miserable constantly, and that's the best case scenario, right? The best case scenario is you raise a kid who is good, who is wise, and then leaves the house and leaves you alone forever. Like, that's so sad. <laughs> Strong, that's great.
Your next comedians, keep this going, has seen the aggressive side of me swing dance and LaToya win, ladies and gentlemen. So in my mouth. Oh my God. It was such a pain in the ass to get here for some apparent reason. Because I decided to like, I don't know, smoke half a spliff before, you know, going to the bank and depositing money and being responsible. Well, you know, I was downtown and I'm like, okay, I gotta hurry up and get the music. I got time. If I'm on CPT, that's okay. Which color people time late. Um, so I decided, oh yeah, Mission X Express, okay, I'll get on it. No, I ended up in fucking Daly City. No, 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 don't say, oh, that was fucking stupid because I've lived here for three years and how the fuck am I gonna get on the wrong bus on PAL admission, really, seriously? <laughs> I'm like, part of me is like, I should've took the BART. Oh, I can save some money. No, take the BART, it'll save time. No, I'm high, I'll just wait. <laughs> Yay, so that's called CPT. Um, another thing in my life that you shouldn't do is uh, get drunk and start a revolution or be a part of it. <laughs> because that's what I did last night when I went to a protest. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I had some wine and oh, a protest, let me join. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what is this about? <laughs> and, does anyone have a Sharpie? Can I fit in? Um, yeah, so I got caught up in a protest yesterday. It was fun, and I was drunk, and I had to break up a fight. I was, they were sober, like I said, I was drunk. <laughs> and so I'm just, the guy is just like, hey man, you guys are harassing these other people, man. Fucking San Francisco liberals. Uh, you know, stop. And they're like, hey manning each other. I'm like, this is a hey man off. Let me stop this before somebody gets hurt. Ain't nobody gonna get hurt or shot, whatever. I just, I mean, I was just, I'm like, we're at a protest, guys. I'm drunk. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, but why are we fighting at a protest? And when they're on the same side. Mm. All right, politics here in San Francisco are really ass backwards. <laughs> Um, so I always like to tell stories from the marina because that's where I work every day, almost all day. I want to lynch my own self. Oh. Uh, I'm not PC. I don't give a fuck. Um, so this week in the tale of the marina, um, I had someone else who wanted to play with my hair again. You know, I'm going to start carrying a switchblade and start... <laughs> Wanting, like, chopping motherfuckers up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, get get out of my hair, please. <laughs> it's just like, I, why do I have to do this dance for you? And you're trying to pet me like I'm a DOG. Seriously, bitch. She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, look at, just touch mine. I'm like, bitch, your shit is straight. I don't give a fuck. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, I got Barbies. I grew up with them, whatever. <laughs> you know? She's like, nah, I just really, she launched it again. And I'm like, okay, grab hand. I'm like, okay, no, 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 girl. Do not pet me, do not touch me. I swear to God, that switchblade is actually gonna really come handy because I'm gonna have to go Puerto Rican, meaning the fact of the matter, Puerto Rican girls like to carry switchblades. <laughs> <laughs> so um, someone's giving me the finger over there. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, I hate San Francisco in a way. Uh, yeah, I said it, I'm just keeping it real. 
because people are starting to get boring and people, when you go out to bars, no one likes to talk to each other. They talk to their phone. <laughs> so instead of talking to my phone, I talk to myself <laughs> and, drink, and drink my sparkling rosé. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving on that note. Keep it going for LaToya Wynn one more time. Keep it going. All right, let's keep this fun had. Mr. Flip Flops on the front row, Alex Warren, ladies and gentlemen, to the stage. All right, all right. So um, I, I hate, I hate, I hate stickers. I hate stickers. I was uh, fucking on the bus and uh, the stickers all like, Five seven three dash four. I'm like fuck you. I'm trying to write a joke. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> Stickers fucking with my, with my bus drive. So um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. There's something like that. I told that joke to my roommate, and he just started, and he just stared at me, and I was just like, this is gonna go over great. <laughs> so uh, that's that's how I test jokes. Is I test them and then do them anyways. Um. Yeah, so I was at the gym earlier, and, uh, and the uh, physical trainer there, he's just like, dude, where's your shoes? And I'm like, they're over there, and I have, these are my flip-flops, I had them off. That's why I'm wearing it, it's, it's contextual. And so I wasn't wearing them, he's just like, those don't count, you gotta, get, you gotta work out outside, you can't work out in here. And I was like, all right, fine. So I go outside, I'm fucking doing my pull-ups, I'm like, you son of a Bitch, I come here every single day for months, and, and then this is how you repay me? And I go there barefoot all the time, but his, his coworkers were there, so he's, he, was, he was too cool to associate with me, so he had to be like, sorry, man, you gotta get out of here. And I was, I was fucking pissed. But um, I, you know, it was a great workout, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just take a pause there, because it was a good workout. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, went, uh, I went back inside. I put my towels away. There's about five of them, and, and only one of them had blood on it. Uh, <laughs> and that's true. Because um, I don't get all the towels bloody. I'm considerate about that. And, uh, and I see him again, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 I keep it cool. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry about my feet. It, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about my feet. It's, it was it was something I was born with, and I run out of there. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but no, really, it's like, um, you know, what does he expect? Am I gonna am I gonna buy Nikes and then I'll be putting on Nikes and I have to like wear different socks and shit? It's like, uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm like Mike Zuckerberg, you know, with his shirts. You know, he only has one type of shirt because life is too hard to be choosing shirts all the time, you know? So that's why I only, uh, I like wearing my flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Show us your tits. <laughs> woo! Um, so there's this guy that, there's this guy that, I, I met someone that does steroids and I was just like, you son of a bitch, you're cheating. Um, it sort of makes me discouraged. Like, why have I even tried as hard when I could just fucking take a pill or, you know, shoot my ass up with human growth hormone? Um, <laughs> so I met this guy that I thought was really cool and I wanted to be friends with him. Um, and I saw him again and I thought, hey, you know, I had him on Facebook and I was just like, dude, let's, let's hang out. And he's just like, <laughs> and he was just like, um, can I be your life coach? 
<laughs> I was just like, damn it. I was trying to make a friend, and I, don't, I didn't want to make a life coach. But um, do you think that counts? Like, if I pay a guy, is he still my friend? No. <laughs> it's something I tried to figure out. <laughs> uh, I don't, that's all I got. Unless someone has advice for me about this life coach. Like, should I, should I see him? Should I? Can you help me? Only if he pays for dinner. Oh, if he pays for dinner? Only if he pays for dinner. But what if I had to pay him to be the life coach? Does it then he has to get a happy ending. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Happy. I'm a life coach to about 20 different comedians, so just get in line. It's fine. I'm manliest man on comedy scene, seriously. Uh, please welcome to stage Jesse Warren, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alex, stop uh, dressing like you don't work at Google, dude. Just uh, put on a tech tee and own up to it, man. Come on. Dude, what the fuck is up with those pants? <laughs> it's so weird, dude. I, it's cool. Alex is actually the first person I met when I moved to San Francisco. We moved here at the same time, so I'm allowed to make fun of him. For he didn't always dress like this. He we used to dress the same, and now he's wearing shirts that are silly. Alex, Alex uh, built a website for this girl he met on Tinder, um, and at the same time, yeah, yeah. At the same time, I was building, I was chasing a passion project of mine. I was building a, an app. It's called Does Chief Keef Like This? If you guys don't know who Chief Keef is, it's okay. Just picture a hip-hop artist named Chief Keef. It's pretty spot on. He's a hardcore gangster rapper, most famous for his... Yeah, he's a hardcore... Yeah, he's hard. No, Chief Keef, Chief Keef's hard. Yeah, Chief, Keef, Chief Keef's a hardcore gangster rapper, most famous for the song Don't Like, which is the song that goes, Fake shoes, that's the shit I don't like. Fake truths, that's the shit I don't like. It's hardly even a song, though, which is mostly him listing things he's very fond of. The app is uh, specific to Chief Keef. It lets you input items, and it'll tell you whether or not Chief Keef likes it. So, for example, if you put in fake shoes, it'll say, that's that shit I don't like. And if you uh, put in other stuff, it'll say some other things. But I was working with a very limited data set when I was building this app, in particular, just the things explicitly laid out in the song. So now whenever you put in a different item, I just make the assumption that Chief Keef likes it which is a pretty big assumption to be making about Chief Keef. For example, I put in croissants and it said, that's that shit I do like. But I don't really know if Chief Keef likes croissants. He may not be a fan of pastry. He may be gluten-free. No, no, he's not gluten-free. No rapper is gluten-free. It's ridiculous. Drake might be gluten-free. Drake's a pretty soft rapper. Drake's like the triple cream brie of rappers. He's real soft, man. Oh, as do I. And I love Drake, too. But I needed somewhere to go with that joke. So I decided a cheese metaphor was the place to take it. Well, I wanted to add to the commercial value of my application, so I wanted to supplement the data set with more stuff. But I didn't want to add any false positives, so I had to add, decided to add only things that are universally disliked. So the first thing that came to my head was stepping in water while wearing socks. <laughs> so I thought, okay, so every human hates stepping in water while wearing socks. Chief Keef is human. Therefore, Chief Keef hates stepping in water while wearing socks. Logic was foolproof. So I thought until I realized that, hey, there are places where 
if you were to step in water, it'd be considered a miracle. There are people who are dying of thirst, and I think if that were to happen in that scenario, the person would be like, oh shit, this is actually really convenient. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fond of this. But then I realized, oh shit, wait, never mind. In those same areas, those people probably don't have socks, right? <laughs> probably, don't have, probably not wearing socks. I don't think they can afford that shit. Yeah, so, so this shit, so, yeah. So like in terms of the hierarchy of needs, I think water is just like, like water and then socks is on top of the pyramid. So not, but like after all this deliberating, uh, I realized I only added one piece of data. This manual process was definitely not scalable. So I decided to use machine learning algorithms to, to get more data. So I input the stuff I knew he didn't like, fake shoes, fake truths, and my algorithm spit out new data. The first thing it spit out was fake Jews. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me who, who said it, it was my anti-Semitic algorithm. I didn't, I didn't write the program. <laughs> uh, does it count, does it count? Actually, I'm, I'm done, thank you so much, guys. Yeah! <laughs> we, we have one more on the open mic list. That upset comedian in this room. You can punch me in the arm. I'm looking right at you, Connor Doherty. You can punch me in the arm later. But your headliner for the open mic set yeah. can be seen at clubs and colleges everywhere. 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 Please welcome to stage Stephanie Silverman. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. I feel like that last set had a very niche audience. Like maybe it was like coders at Spotify who also are anti Semitic. But, um, <laughs> but, but I don't know. Because like, uh, there were words that I didn't understand. And I just, but anyway, algorithm, algorithm. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure that I believe in soulmates myself. I just know that some guys smell better than others. They just, they just smell right. They just, they just, that guy smells right. I'm going to go out with him. Um, that's like my boyfriend. My boyfriend, he smells right. And um, I'm like the best girlfriend in the world. Yesterday, I bought 24 white washcloths for my boyfriend. Uh, because, you know, because inside, like, he's 16 years old. Like, he's a 16-year-old guy, uh, and he likes to reuse cum towels, which I'm sure is fine. Guys do all kinds of weird shit. That's fine. But when you're with me, you don't reuse a cum towel. Like, I, okay, and this is my fault, because, like, when I was single, I have to admit, I was a really fucking good sex hostess, you know? Like, I had shit by the nightstand, I had towels, I had lube, I had the stuff, and you use that towel once. And these, you know, I have to admit, these are also towels that I might take to the gym. I might, I might have bought them uh, for gyms, like boutique workouts that do not provide towels, or I might have stolen them from a gym. Uh, either way, these are towels that go to the gym and they get one use. And so, like, when I moved in with my boyfriend, there was a drawer with these same towels, and he somehow took it upon himself to use it once and put it back in the fucking drawer. I'm like, we have laundry, we are adults, he's a fucking attorney at law. He can have a clean towel every time, right? And so the thing that starts to happen is like, I'm going to my boutique workout with like Brittany, right? Because of course, who else do you take to your boutique workout besides Brittany? <laughs> and she's like, it's spinning, of course. And I pull out my towel and she's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me you needed to bring your own towel for this workout. I'm like, well, Brittany, I'd give you my towel, except I'm afraid you'll get pregnant. 
Gross. Ah. Totally gross. Totally gross. So he's got washcloths. We're going to see how this goes. I mean, it gets, it gets, it gets better. Like, you know, I, I give blowjobs. It's, it's like, you know what? I'm going to, there have been books about like, there's like a woman. She's like, I had sex with my husband every day for a year. And I wrote a book about it. Like, oh, woo. So I decided that I was going to give my boyfriend two blowjobs in a week and write about it. <laughs> Fucking write a book about that shit. I should deserve a medal. But anyway, so like, so I give him a blowjob one night and he grabs one of the towels, one of the towels, my towels, and it's got my fucking menstrual blood on it. Dude, get it together. Get it together. Here's a fresh washcloth. Okay, so we got washcloths. I'm an awesome girlfriend. I just thought I'd share that with you. So now the towels are going back to the gym. No fucking cooties on them. I don't have to pull a towel out of the bag and it's, oh shit, one of these towels. Um, I am, um, Let's see, there's a trend now in bikini waxing. Women are going back to like kind of bushy up front, but Brazilian everywhere else. And it's, it's, a, it's a slight trend. And how does this trend happen? Like, I, bangs, bangs is a trend, right? You can see it. You, you can see this happen. It's, you, it's beyond you, it's beyond your hairdresser. It's happening. But how does like this happen? How do we have trends down here? I'm like, I don't know. So, but it's, it's happening. It's a small, but like creeping minority of women. This is something I do for a living. I provide Brazilian bikini waxes. They're coming in, they're like, I want the full bush up front, but I want it Brazilian everywhere else. I'm like, it's kind of like a Brazilian mullet. But like, but which, but which end is party and which end is business? I don't know. I can't tell. Um, I don't know. And we need a name for this. Brazilian mullet is kind of weird. I'm like, maybe we'll call it the cat head. I don't know. Um, so I was at this boutique, one of my boutique workouts with Brittany, and I saw a woman. Um, she had on her arm. It, she had like compassion tattooed on her arm. And I'm like, who? Who is that for? Like, is that, is that, is that for me? Like, are you reminding me to be compassionate? Because that's not fucking working because I want to kill you now. Um, but, or is she reminding herself? Like, she's like, she forgets. She's like such a bitch or a sociopath. She's like, I got to remember to be compassionate. Like, oh, otherwise I'm going to kick some dogs and be really rude to servers. So, so I was like, all right, what, okay, maybe she does need it. Ch- chill out. Be compassionate. What would I, what should I write on my arm? Like, maybe I should write like, Shut the fuck up before you ruin everything. (laughs) All right, thanks, you guys. Have a great night. Good job. All right, that has been enough of me yelling at microphones and mispronouncing names. My name is Ethan. Big round of applause for everybody. Saw tonight. Stay tuned. In about five or so minutes, Pamtastics is going to start with an awesome lineup. Zach Wiseman's on it. You can never go wrong with him. Stick around, guys. Thank you.
Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switch